0: Welcome to the Den of Dissidents. This is a show where we challenge the current culture and mainstream talking points of the day. What is the news telling us? What is the culture telling us? Where is our civilization headed? And by what standard do we judge these issues? Are you a dissident? Let's find out. People are you looking for real practical education and skills that you can actually use in real life? I would suggest checking out Autonomy. So Autonomy is a course, or really a university, I would say, that has a lot of courses within it that will teach you practical skills and real education, the education that you've always been looking for, but you weren't taught in school. So Autonomy teaches courses, on just a lot of different things, but how to be independent financially, mentally, you can learn all types of skills that you will be able to use in your daily life. Um, Autonomy has courses on how to grow your own food, how to homestead, how to communicate effectively. You can learn about finance, how money works, learn about logic, grammar, rhetoric, learn how to copyright Learn about media production, how to build your own server. Um, If you want to be educated about how the world really works and not how you were taught it works, check Autonomy out. Um, If you want to learn about world history and who are the, the players and the powers behind shaping world events, If you want to go down those rabbit holes, you certainly can with autonomy. Um, If you want to learn about the schooling system and how it was dumbed down and for what purpose and who were the people people involved in dumbing it down, you can learn about that in autonomy. So Richard Grove is the creator of, of autonomy and Richard Grove has a title of forensic historian, and I think that title fits him appropriately because Richard is very surgical with his research and the way that he explains world history and how things really work. Um, he's like a walking encyclopedia. There's a lot of things that Richard has said in the course that have been very profound. Some of the, the quotes that he has um, said in Autonomy have stuck out. Um, and a few of them, I just want to, um, quote as well. And I'll paraphrase one of them. He said, um, you know, we're all busy running the rat race, but we never have time to focus on the people that created the maze for the rats. (laughs) And I don't mean to refer to us as being rats, but ultimately what he's saying is that we're so busy running in this jungle, in this zoo, in this maze. And we we never sit back to reflect on who created the maze for us to run in. So that, that really stuck out to me. He also said, um, no one ever gave us an instruction manual on how to play the game of life. And I think that's so true. And with the autonomy, it kind of sets the record straight in a sense where it, it explains how we went wrong in terms of education and why people have become so dumbed down and we, we don't know where to go and we're so confused. And it provides a lot of resources and practical education on how to become focused and also give you some skills, what he calls the Swiss army knife for life. Um, And lastly, a quote that Richard Grove made was by um, John Taylor Gatto, who was a public school teacher. And John Taylor Gatto said, you either learn your way towards writing your own script in life or you unwittingly become an actor in someone else's script. And for those that are watching, I just wanted to give you a quick sample of what's in the autonomy um, course. So... Here is autonomy itself for those looking at the screen. Also, here are some of the courses in autonomy. So there's one about how to know and defend your rights by Michael Baternick, who teaches constitutional principles and the intent behind the Constitution, how to defend your rights and know the meaning and the intention behind some of the, the principles in the Constitution and what liberty truly is. Um if you want to get into gardening, there's a course on that. If you want to learn about philosophy and how to defend your arguments and gain wisdom, there's a course called Philosophy 101 by Jay Dyer, which I would, I would highly recommend. So that's also within autonomy. There's a trifecta course if you want to learn about logic and how to think properly. There is a logic course as well, um, and into intellectual self-defense If you want to learn that Um, there's a complete guide to forming communities, you want to start a community um, and you want to get together with like minded people. There's courses on that escaping the rat race. There's a course on that, how to be become financially resilient and independent, learn how to budget as well. It will teach you that. Um, Also, there's a lot of people in autonomy from different areas or different parts of the globe. So it is a community of like-minded people also seeking these skills. And for those that are looking, here's a little sample of what you get access to. So you get access to a community, an app, that you can go to where there's a lot of scheduled events for people that are um, setting up workshops and things like that. And there's different interest groups within the um, the community app. So you have interest groups for course creators. There's a writing room, an accountability group, marketing groups, web development groups, sales groups. If you want to learn the art of sales, media production group, health and wellness, um, which I thought is really interesting too. Um, there's people in there who educate you on how to eat and what are good foods, what are bad foods, and so forth. Creativity and art. There's a poet's corner. Food freedom. You want to get into farming. You want to learn about agriculture. You can do that. Parenting. There's groups on that. Rhetoric and communication. Business development. On and on it goes. There's a job board if you're looking for a position. Um, Vlogging. I mean, there's just so much. It is a huge resource a huge university for learning and developing your skills so if you want to develop yourself and fulfill your potential and just strive to be a better human each and every day check out autonomy i highly recommend it peace what's going on people before i get into the show just wanted to give some uh context brief explanation for what's on my screen right now so um not too long ago there was a gentleman that wore a controversial shirt after the Trump indictment in Georgia and um the video went viral kind of let lit the internet on fire um so I just wanted to play this clip real quick and then we will get into the show I got a few words after so let's jump right into it
1: I'm here to support President Trump. You want to know why I'm here to support President Trump? Because they done did black men like this for decades, make up charges and put them, so I know Trump is innocent. I support Trump against this corrupt, two-tiered justice system. That's why I'm here to show my support as a black man for Trump, and I'm wearing my shirt niggas for Trump 2024, and I mean that. What do you
0: think about the indictments?
1: Oh, it's a bunch of bullshit. (laughs) It's going around the country. You know, Fannie, Fannie Willis, She's a. Uh, she went to school with my sister. She full of shit. She was full of shit then. So she's a puppet for the white liberal and that is controlling everything. She's in front, but the white liberal back there pulling those strings, telling her what to do. That's what I think about her making a fool of herself. Do you
0: think it, it's gonna help his election?
1: Of course it is. It's gonna elevate him all the way. I think we should make Trump king. That's how I feel. We
0: wouldn't
1: should make him be, king. Um,
0: wouldn't that be like?
1: No, kind of like nah, that's no way near, near communists now. We're just gonna make him king, but we still got our freedoms and rights and everything He fought it. Yeah Trump for King 2024 That's actually my URL. I own that URL. You own that URL? Uh, can I can get your name. Really? Oh, my name is niggas for Trump 2024 okay. I can't write that. Gibson, a former, That's my nigga. Former I can't write that candidate. I'm a former candidate for New York State Governor. Derek Gibson look me up <laughs> Nigga, I'm I live up to it too. Boy. I can scrap too, but I can get down boy Better be Not better, I can't I got a proven track record Are you want to try me out try to take this shirt off I will give you some need everybody off the roadway sir I need everybody, take care off. Yourself, I need everybody off the roadway.
0: All right there you have it so um yeah I saw that clip and um I'll be honest I, I burst out in laughter several times as a matter of fact I watched the clip several times um Sometimes I'd be in my car and I would just play the clip and just laugh. And just hilarious, hilarious. But anyway, um, I decided to interview the man himself about his shirt. Not only that, but wanted to understand his perspective and his worldview on the issues and where he stands and why he supports um, some of the causes that he supports. And... Um, Also, at the end, I'm going to give my perspective as well and and talk about some things. So there's a personal word from me at the end. So um, stay tuned for that as well. So let's jump into the show. Welcome back to the Den of Dissidents. Today, I have special guest Derek Gibson. He is a former gubernatorial candidate of New York State. He was also featured in the film Systematic Deception, which exposes the lies of the Democratic Party and shows how people should um, take action to get off the Democratic plantation. And also, he recently set the Internet on fire with his shirt. And here we have the man himself, Mr. Derek Gibson. Thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for the invite. So glad you're being here. Absolutely. So Derek, um, I just got to start off. Uh, what inspired you to wear that shirt, create that shirt? What, what sparked that idea?
2: Well, I have to go back uh, some years, maybe about four years ago, I was in front of Tronc Tower. We frequently uh, hung a Tronc Tower eating lunch down or whatever. And this particular day was outside with the Trump hats on and a young lady happened to pull up and she was angry, jumped out the car and, uh, her, and her little white wife, she was a black lady, another white wife, and she walked up to me and put her finger in my face. And she said, you should be ashamed of yourself wearing that Make America Great Again hat. And she said, you a nigga and you want wearing a make, her, make, her, make America Great Again hat. So I said, it I, It done on me right quick. I pointed back at it and I said, you're right of oh, niggas for Trump. So that's why I came up with the idea. It's nothing that just started. It's been out. I just didn't have the idea to put it on the shirt. And after uh, the hero, I decided to put it on the shirt at the right moment. And I try to grab attention because the nation is rocking in real from a two-tier justice system. And it was the perfect time to get the ears and eyes of the nation and maybe the world and just bring their ashes. Right. So the lady that called you the N-word, was she black or was she white? No, she was a black lady. I would say she was married to a white woman. She uh, brought her wife over, you know, and got out of the car and brought her over. And uh, this is when she started the insult towards people wanting to make America great. Happy.
0: Yeah. How dare you wear um, a Trump hat? You're supposed to vote Democrat. How
2: dare you? You step out of line. Right. <laughs> and they should have. Was shocked that I was off the plantation, but really, I never been on the plantation. I served all my life, conservative Republican, and that was that. And I like President Trump, and I think he had a snowball chance in hell at winning the presidency. Uh, my mind and my friends were telling me, you know, well, he's gonna win. I was like, no, no way, I'll wager money on that. So, this guy's not gonna win, it's already set up for Hillary Clinton, like it's been set up for everybody else. So well, at 91, I was looking at the election and he 81. I just couldn't believe my eyes. So I started following the guy and uh, his policies. When I heard his policies, my daughter was working in Congress at the time. Uh, my cousin, uh, you know, working for him, Dr. Ben Carson. And I started paying close attention to this guy and his policy. And I said, wow, he got some great parts for the American people. And he's talking about putting America first, which is great. I love putting the home first. And yeah. Really? a lot of things for my community so gotcha. i support
0: 100%. So, um, i've seen some some news outlets make comments about your shirt, um, Black Enterprise wrote an article about you saying that you're in the sunken place. Um, and the sunken place is referring to that movie Get Out where um based on a a black guy who is in a relationship with a white woman and he gets invited to the the parents house one day and it turns out that the the parents have been kidnapping black people and taking their brains out so they can wow. um, brainwash them and um take their melanin and all this craziness so essence said that you're you're in the sunken place because that's what happened to the guy in the film um get out. Roland Martin has a video um calling you a fool. Uh, how do you respond to blacks that refer to you as a uncle tom, coon, sunken place fool all of this stuff all of these names how do you refer uh, how do you respond to um those comments
2: right i saw that uh the role of morning got in head fool on and i was like wow he didn't dang yourself uh hell but the thing about it is you know there's a lot of people out there brainwashed and they just actually don't know no better they have scales on their eyes the sun the sunken place is a movie and like all always bl- most blacks are easily manipulated and they be- Really reality, which is not a reality. So I, I'll leave that there. But Roland Martin and the sunken place from my uh, Black Enterprise magazine, it's not going to change my mind for doing what I'm doing or speaking like I'm speaking. Uh, to me, those particular things, uh, the Black Enterprise, Roland Martin, the show, and all the rest of them that is so critical what I did. Want to keep people on the plantation. I don't know where they're getting paid to do this, uh, push the narrative out and control your every thought like white liberals do them. They got the white liberals in the back. and the white liberals tell them what to do and control them. Yeah. Um, how, how did
0: you start out as far as your, your beginnings? You said um, you were raised conservative.
2: Were you always a conservative? I, can't, I always was conservative. I do not vote Democrat before. I always was conservative. I came from a conservative uh, spiritual family. I was raised up in the church singing in the choir. So I've been a conservative all my life. Uh, I had a pretty good upbringing, uh, wasn't raised in the hood together or whatever, you know, had I one private thing, but I came up and I stuck to those values. I went to college twice, uh, one for automotive technology, one for criminal justice. I educated myself, got me some skills and I moved on from there. So, I've uh, been a conservative, I voted Democrat a couple of times. I voted for, I believe. It was Jimmy Carter when I first started voting. I believe it was Jimmy Carter. And after that, I voted for Barack Obama for the only reason that, as I had never seen a black president, I wanted to see one for no other reason. Because I said, this guy, when he get up there, he's not going to do shit. That's my exact story. That's, uh, but I want to see grandma, who's 98 years old, and I want her to see a black president before she needed be earth. That's why I voted for Barack Obama. Other than that, I stick to the uh, Republican Service Department. Gotcha.
0: And you ran for, uh, well, you said that you, you didn't grow up in the ghetto. You, you came from, um, I guess, a middle-class upbringing or you were, you were well off.
2: That is correct. Uh, my grandparents owned you know, a lot of property and, and self-owned. You know, so we had a pretty good uh, life going forward. And looked out for their children's children at the bottom a good man will be yeah for his children that's what happened so I uh, thank God for that and my grandfather was a preacher, so it wasn't too bad say that it wasn't too bad right
0: how, how were you able to how were your your parents and your grandparents able to um be successful and have land and not be impoverished with all this white supremacy in, in the country. H- how are you guys able to excel and make it in such a white supremacist
2: country? We're not saying that it wasn't white supremacy because it' clear cause, you know you read about it, there's that and all this thing that happened. but uh, there was blessed enough because there was spiritual people. they were ble- blessed enough by God to own these things. but it, it was like the story. It's my grand grandfather owned a thousand acres of land. Uh, he was buying it from this white guy and he got down to his last payment of $50 and the white guy wrote another zero on it and it was 500 you So it was like, the hell with it, I'm not going to pay that. I just keep it by on the acres and have had the rest of it back. So he got 2 out of 5 on the acres, but we were still blessed to keep that. And the only thing I can say about that, God bless uh, my family. Yeah, I'm being sarcastic, obviously,
0: because um, it, it just shows that, you know, even during hard times, you can still make a way, you can still mm-hmm. prosper. So it, it kind of destroys the whole talking point that America is such a mm-hmm. white supremacist um, nation or there's just so much white supremacy that you you can't do anything as a black person.
2: Um, I premise I mean, you see, I'm blue, black and they call me a white supremacist. I don't I don't put too much like that. You're not. all. <laughs>
0: Oh, so they, they say they call you like Larry Elder. You're like, you're the white face or you're the black face of white supremacy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So you, uh, you, ran as, you ran for governor of New York. Um, for someone like yourself, what made you, what inspired you to run for governor of New York out of all places? Because New York is such a, a liberal um, state. What, what inspires you to do that? What issues did you see in New York that you felt needed to be resolved or reformed?
2: Well, when I moved back to new york uh I heard the talk, I was into politics then I was hearing a lot of talk about Republicans have no place in New York state, New York City, and I saw how uh the taxes was high as hell, and nope everybody was struggling with homelessness, illegal aliens was there taking jobs. It was just a whole lot of things going. I seen how the educational system was going, and I decided to put my hat in the ring and run for government and do something about it. I'm not the one that, like, complain and complain about everything without at least trying to make a run at it so I can try to correct those uh, problems that we were having.
0: Okay. And what, what eventually happened with your, um, your bid? Repeat, you're uh, about to have no, no, I was saying, what, what eventually happened with um, the race?
2: Okay, yeah, well, I led in the polls for a couple of years, and I was going very good. Uh, the people at New York State loved me, even New York City. And when it came down to the nitty-gritty, getting close to the election, uh, Congressman Zellin came into the race, which was a congressman at the time, which is a, a good guy, but the environment wasn't light for that. And the head of the GOP called the counter leaders which was supporting me and loved my message i told them they, they were basically forced to get endorsed lizel and that's how it went down here from there gotcha okay
0: i wanted to ask you when you um when, when that video was filmed of you with, with the shirt um what was the reaction that you were getting on the ground when you um had the shirt on
1: well,
2: when it was filmed, I wasn't. I was getting just a very few reaction out of some people. But I walked. I went down to show my support for President Trump, and I, w- I would say I'm gonna wear my shirt today because of this two tier justice system. And if I wear a shirt like this, then everybody gonna be wondering well, why you're wearing that shirt or what you're doing. And so what happened is, I walked in. I went up to uh, Black Swan Trump. You know, spoke to them for a while. And then I decided to uh, walk back down, and the news media stopped me. Uh, asked me for an interview, so I did the interview. You saw it on the video. The young lady name was Suda Castro. I did a video for her, and it was uh, the news won't show it. Uh, well, they see in Fox News, they don't put the signs out anymore for no reason. People just go crazy on certain things. But one guy was sitting back in a chair. He was a black reporter, and when I was walking back down to the entrance, he was shaking his head in disgust and looking. So I turned to him and I was like. Yeah, a shirt says, "I know you can't read. You're black, you can't read." Cause that's what they say about you. So I just saw this. This says niggas for Trump." It's like, well, you better be careful. Uh, like in some kind of way. So where you wanna uh try to take it off of me, you know, you can be the example. I can film it and show everybody. No everyone bothered me for. Which I have the freedom of expression, the freedom of speech. I don't understand why people get so upset, but it is what it is. Yeah,
0: and. So how how, how was the, um, I guess, the reaction from other Blacks in in Atlanta or or Georgia towards Trump? Is there a lot of support? Is the media um, not showing Blacks supporting Trump? Or is there a lot of support
2: for Trump from the Black community in Georgia? It is a lot of support for President Trump in Georgia. As I can see, I spoke to a lot of people down in uh, the City area. And all almost for Trump, 100%. I was asking, do you vote? No, we do not vote. I, I have a criminal record, this and that. So I was sitting there. What I do is I hold a rally, and I'm going to register you all to vote regardless of your record. And I'm going to show you how you can get your rights back so you can become a full citizen with voting rights and all. And they was like, really? You can do that? They didn't even know that you could do that. So this is why these people haven't been voting. Nobody have been in the hood and told these people. That you actually can vote, that you actually can get your right back if you're on probation or this, that, and uh, that. They, did, they didn't have a clue about it. But they was out there on the streets, and they were chanting, free Trump, free Trump. I mean, it really stunned me. I really didn't think he was going to get that kind of love uh, in the hood, but he did. Because I assume that because the justice system had done us like that for decades, so that moved the hood was, it, you know, It now already had some support in the hood anyway, but it really moved it with the justice system of uh, uh, charging him in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm. So you said uh, you, you said that there's
0: a two tiered justice system. And I think you said you you've had experience with the justice system. Um, could you talk about what you saw? Dealing with the justice system and why you say it's a two tiered justice system.
2: Yeah, because I have looked at, I have had my run-ins with the law also. I've been on both sides of the law. And I've seen and even heard people say this and that after getting arrested and they get this, they may get this type of law, they may get that one, they might not get a bond. And I looked at it and for years, I was like, why is this? And they have the same charges, uh, maybe first time getting arrested. and But the issue that I had when I was getting arrested was from the black cops. It was never the white cops. The white cops, I was driving with, you know, no license, no insurance, stuff like that, it was kind of hard-headed, you're hard-headed. So the white cops most of the time would tell me, you know, you're not supposed to be how hard drive. You need to go home or whatever before you get caught up. Yeah, now, accident. I'm not going to wreck you. But every time I got pulled by a black cop, it's handcuffed and you're taken to jail, I was like, it, it's, it's just ridiculous. And. The two tier justice system is some people they were charged and some people they were not charged. So if you you uh happen to fall in the bracket of we like you uh maybe you this color or that color we're not gonna bother you. And I noticed the laws that was made created especially when the drug uh came out of the cocaine and how they start uh making uh what's called a RICO conspiracy charge if you hop mm-hmm. on the phone whatever from the state. They kept throwing up charges to trap people off. And I noticed big time people had those same issues with the drugs and never charged them uh, with the particular thing they were charging the, the blacks and the poor whites with. So it's definitely a two-tier justice system. Uh, if we ran the, or the one-tier justice system, the entire Congress mm-hmm. will be locked up and no telling whoever else.
0: Okay, so you're saying that um, in a sense that you you depending on how much money you have you get a different type of justice different
2: different level of justice applied to you depending on your class right and I sat in the courtroom I seen white elated women get arrested for the same charge as black women with drug and they go easy on there some to a rehabilitation center uh, or something probation and I seen the blacks get sentenced to prison I actually saw this with my eye I used to go and sit in the courtroom and observe
0: Wow. Now, with, with Trump, you're, you're so you're saying that this unfair two tier justice system is, a, is being applied to Trump now. Why, why do you think that is even despite I mean, he's a billionaire, obviously, so uh, his, his billions aren't buying him out of um, prosecution. So why, why do you think that this is being applied to him?
2: Because he's you- really about justice. If you look back, uh, you'll see Al Gore Bush. All them questioning the election, uh Hillary Clinton, and to this day she still said, uh, nothing done. Uh, what's the a woman in Georgia Ran for governor? Uh, Abram Abraham questioning election, still saying she is the governor this and that. It's just insane. And nothing happened to those people. But when President Trump did it, they wanna charge him with Rico charges, uh, federal charges being applied to him. It's just all types of things that uh they didn't apply to anyone else. So it is a 2 tier justice system. Face Abrams complained and complained. Al Gore-Bush, same exact thing. I mean, people be, uh, have a right to express if they think the election is stolen, it's stolen. So it is a definite 2 tier justice system. Trump is hated because he did the right thing, and people don't like it when you do the right thing. He got elected to office, and he stirred up the bee's nest of uh, the few people that been running the country, not a president. They get a president in a room and they tell him, "This is exactly what y'all do," and that's that. Are we gonna do something to your family? That this and that. I mean, I, it's it's crazy. It's insanity. Yeah. Earlier, you had talked about, um, you know, the backlash that you
0: get sometimes from from the black community for supporting a certain cause. Why? Why do you think over the years, um, I guess some blacks have been trained to think that the the DNC, the Democratic Party, is the party. For the little man. Why why do you think that this has always been like a common narrative throughout the years?
2: Well, they did a good a good thing at indoctrinating uh through the public school system, the news media running a narrative against uh the other other side of the political aisle. And it just it, it what happened is when Dr. King got arrested in a small town in Georgia, all del- all almost Republican is dead, all almost Republicans. The sheriff said, I'll make a deal with you. We'll let your son out if you go back and tell everybody you're a Democrat. But black people was naturally Republicans. Republicans fought to free the slave. They fought in the Civil War which, and the South fought, which was Democrats, and the KKK, which was the KKK, to keep us in, the, uh, in slavery. So it's a narrative that has been pushed. And Lyndon Johnson was further he said, I get these niggas. You know, the food stuff for welfare, whatever. And I had on voting Democrat for 200 years. I bet mean, damn, he wasn't right. Because that's exactly what they do. One way down the path, one way, 90%, go vote Democrat. For once in your life, when you say, I'm not doing well. My offspring's not doing well. I'm going to try something new. And that's what Donald Trump said. He said, what the hell do you have to lose? What do you got to lose? You have nothing now. So Donald Trump was trying to give us a piece of the American dream. And we had our fist ball. and wouldn't accept nothing because the media... Uh, and and the DNC, DNC had us brainwashed that Republicans were racist. They flipped the narrative. It was really them, but they flipped the narrative.
0: Mm. Well, it's um still strong to this day. I think maybe some people are starting to come along a little bit and starting to open their mind up, but um, it, it seems like the grip is still strong on on the minds of the people somewhat. I mean, there's a little opening right now, but still have somewhat of a... um you know, a, a a lock on on people's um mental state mentality. Um now, I heard you say on uh Hotep Jesus' uh podcast that you, you support reparations and you gave your reasons why. Can you can you go into detail about that?
2: So I've never been a reparations person, but after seeing all uh, what I've been seeing lately and I uh, learned about all the billions of dollars being given to the country overseas. The billions of dollars, uh, millions of dollars gave to Mexico, this by the fish swim upstream. I see all the waste going everywhere. And then the borders wide open. These people come from other countries and they're getting everything. They're getting free housing, food, cell phones, whatever uh, we're giving it to them. We get a Walmart card. They can go and shop and buy clothes. I observed that also bust loads of it. So they're living off the tax bill. dollars, and not something. They no man say we the actually the first scene of America is slavery, blacks and slavery. And not, and it is just not the so-called people of color that is, them came from the islands and everywhere else. I'll them about just a few of the original black people that uh, was born here in the United States of America. So I looked at the picture and I was like, since we got so much money to waste on this and waste on other people, why not? Yes, I'm on the reparation train, uh, uh wagon. so I put it on Facebook, they still do me. And I was like, But you don't have an issue with all the money that being wasted to non- for a non citizen. They said, Well, you never been a slave. And I said, Them some bitches coming across the border while well, I've never been a US citizen. But they Food, But that made me real angry and yes, I am for reparation for only uh, the dark community that's on reparations for not for every so called person of color that the Democratic Party run through and they white as snow it down way. But in the and they in the, in the, in, the uh, in the black caucus. It's a disaster. So yes, give me reparations. You got so much money to burn and throw away. I want reparations. That's the <laughs> only and I want Yo. Oh, you, you cut off on that last part. I didn't hear you. I just said I was gonna drink to that. And I'm drinking oh, recognition. This... Oh. <laughs>
0: well I mean they they are spending billions of dollars definitely a a lot of excess and a lot of waste for sure um now are you do you
2: you plan on running for any office um in the future I am uh I don't know exactly where I'm gonna run or what I'm gonna do but I did put in I said I was gonna run against Jared Natler and uh for Congress in New York so I'm still kind of tilted on and I'm not exactly sure people are encouraging me to run for governor again and so forth. So I'm, I'm not just right there at it, but I did give some uh, consideration to run against Gerald. Now I was asked to run against AOC. I think either one, I landslide them because uh, when I was running for governor, I had people on both sides supporting me. Okay. Um,
0: now you also, besides, um, talking about reparations, you also talked about, um, in another interview, you mentioned a, a black coalition or organization that you had or that you you started.
2: Um, can you talk about that a little bit? Right. The black coalition is the new black coalition and uh, we have several blacks. We've got a couple of Jews that's in the coalition also that is uh, helping us out. But the black coalition is basically uh, bringing people to the knowledge of the Constitution of the United States of America, the rule of law, and so forth. So we're trying to instill back in the black community our values and uh, our, our courage that we had before. That is what it's about. And the Niggas for Trump organization is just a name, Niggas for Trump. And that's just to catch the ears and the eyes. And that basically registered people to vote. Not just to vote, but to vote Republican. Uh, I'm not going to recruit recruiting votes for the Democratic Party. If you're not going to vote Republican, I don't want to register so that is my message to them. Now I tell them the reason why and the things that the Republican Party has to offer. No, the Republican Party is not as strong as they are weak also. They haven't been in the black community like they should have, uh, putting money and time in the black community. It's a trade troll of voters out there, you know, did the the uh, GOP go into these areas. I think they're kind of afraid to go into the areas. Some of the areas myself, I'm afraid to go in them too, but. I'm mad up and I go in those areas and I speak to the people and they like what I'm saying. So it's, it's a treasure trove of voters out there that we need to bring into the GOP. And if we do that successfully this time, President Trump will win by a landslide and they will really have to install some more kind of cheating or bring some type of COVID back, you know, some mail-in ballots in order to, uh, for him not to win. Yeah. So the,
0: the organization that you started, the Black Coalition, this is to educate um, the black community on uh, like constitutional education or. Uh, can you repeat that question for me? I was saying the uh, the Black Coalition organization that, that you started, it, this organization is um, geared towards educating the black community about the issues
2: yeah, it is uh, geared to educating the black community, what is going on and the issues of today, our constitution, the rule of law, uh, that, uh, let's kill these fatherless homes, uh, stuff that that's really tearing down the black community. That's what we're we concentrating on. So we got bylaws, we're writing, and not out yet, but we are writing some good bylaws and rules. You have to follow those rules. We have cards that you can carry also. And our conduct has got to be one hundred percent. We got to show the ge- younger generation this is how you carry yourself, this is what you do, uh, this is how you make yourself successful. And we are here to help. We're gonna be doing fundraising, we're gonna help these people that can't help themselves. Uh we here to help those mothers, uh the father kids in the father's home. We want to be a father for them so they can talk uh, uh to us.
0: Okay. Um when you did the video, when, when you were being recorded on um, w- when you had the shirt on, you talked about Fanny Willis and um, you said that I think your sister went to school with her. Um, I don't know too much about her, but I did a little research and I found out that her father was a Black Panther. But um, w- what has your experience uh, been with her?
2: Well, wow, I just from um, I never. I'm going to be honest with you. I never liked this. I always thought she was Miss Bougie and I never liked her. I, I, I was around her several times and I just didn't, her spirit didn't I sit with my, but I have nothing against the Black Panther thing. My mother-in-law was in the Black Panther. It's kind of funny. Uh, she was in the uh, Black Panther, Panther movement also. But Fanny is being used uh, by the Trump haters, the white liberals, as a puppet. Uh, to get President Trump like other blacks around the country are doing also. So what is happening, she's uh being told to do this, to do that, to President Trump, and when it all backpacks, she's gonna be held left hanging. It's gonna be her, not the white liberals behind her pulling the string. I personally don't like her I see how she have done if we, she was a judge, that's how she have done uh, the black men's and basically she charged everybody with Rico. I mean it's disgusting and it's insane. She has no compassion. If you're gonna be in those positions, you are supposed to have some type of compassion for the people. She has absolutely none. And I was when she was on the campaign trail, I am coming back and forth to Jordan. I was telling everybody, "Do not vote for this woman. She's going to be a disaster. She's going to be a total disaster." And if you are looking at it, that's what she is. She's not all holding the rule of law. Everybody else is just campaigning. I will get Trump. And so the white liberals make sure she got elected. Why do you campaigning? I'm going to get Trump. Campaign on prosecute crime cleaning your area of your city up instead I'm going to get something and the city is basically like Chicago you know it's murders every day it's a home invasion all types of things in Atlanta Georgia that she need to be directed her attention to has crime going up in Atlanta it has crime has gone I mean every single I look it up Every, Eric the next one is crime crimes, murders, murders it's robbery and I don't be on the news it's really bad I speak to some of the people that live here and they don't go in this area don't go in that area this is the hood you'll get hurt here you'll get robbed don't leave anything in your cars It's just it's kind of great
0: yeah um so she's charging President Trump with Rico Rico charges I'm not I'm a little familiar with Rico. I read briefly on it. But um, ultimately, what is the charge? Like the the gist of the charge? Is it because he questioned the election?
2: Well, it's because she questioned the election, which she had every right to do. And I'm sure that the famous phone call that he made, I think everybody done heard that. And there's well, absolutely nothing wrong with the uh, phone call. But she took that another way. Like uh, he would. Problems asking for them just to place so many thousand of votes, you know, to him and be done with it. But he wasn't saying he was saying, you know, go back through the uh, machine, back through the ballots count, and I know I you can find me eleven thousand votes or twelve thousand votes in that because he know that that was uh, that his votes were counted correctly. So, but she's trying to take it another way. Uh, this some of the electors he had, which has been going on for elbow for, for, for elbow election for years years, even back in Thomas Jefferson. There's no, absolutely nothing unconstitutional about that. So that case has not gone anywhere. I'm sure they know it's not gone anywhere, but it's meant to keep them off the campaign trail to make them look bad and, and want the people to look at somebody else. That's all he did. And she's playing right along in the hands of the white liberty. I,
0: I also heard you talk about Harrison Floyd. He was, the, um, he was one of the um, leaders of uh, Black Voices for Trump, and he, he's a black guy. And he was in jail while everybody else was uh, let off. Is he still in there?
2: No, Harrison's out. Me and him had several conversations. They got out like a week later after we put the pressure on uh, Fanny. We went to the jail, me and my wife several times. I did a video. I don't know what. What kind of jail? And we questioned why is the only the black man being here? Why? He didn't have a bond to negotiate. Why haven't you seen the judge the next day? Like you're supposed to have been 48 hours. Yeah. And so no judge. So, and I said, only thing she's doing is showing uh, black people, if you support President Trump, this is what's going to happen to you. So don't support President Trump. So I put a lot of heat up under her, and uh, they started negotiating the bond because there was a lot of negativity going because they had held the black man and all like that. And he finally uh, made one and got out. Matter of fact, he was in town yesterday. We had an event here yesterday, Crowds uh, for athletes. I attended uh, some parts of that on last night at the church. And the intention was uh, Jack Brewer, the former Inter- Jets player, you know, NFL player it was coming to town and we were going to the jail and buying out some of the uh, people in there that couldn't raise $6,000 that couldn't afford buying. That was going to happen. Yesterday, I don't know how that went. I didn't attend and I haven't spoke. I'm going to reach out to Jack again and ask him how that went. But he didn't make it because the flight uh, from New York was canceled. at a lot more. on. But uh, other than that, Successful event yesterday. Okay, um,
0: on your Instagram page, you made a comment talking about the um, Biden administration and saying that um, Biden has ushered in somewhat of a uh, communist style of government. Can you
2: ha- explain? He have because he has nothing to lose on uh, the people around that is uh, use him for a puppet, has him just signing documents. The man came. Whole lot of coherence. It can't make coherence. He can't speak well. Uh, And this policy that he's enacting and signing off on are Marxist, communist policies, like the borders are wide open, uh, trying to take your guns. It's ridiculous what he's doing and trying to take your your First Amendment right, your Second Amendment right. All that is communist tactics. That is what he's doing. And he's appointing people, he's appointing people to position because of skin color uh, in the military to the Supreme Court instead of going on on qualifications. He came out and said, I'm going to appoint a black woman. She got to be black and she got to be a woman. Who does that? You don't do that. You just say, I'm going to appoint someone that is, I'm looking at somebody that is qualified and put them in. But that is pandering and it's ridiculous. And common is, is when you have your political opponent arrested and that is what he's doing to President Donald Trump and that's coming straight out the White House. Hmm.
0: Maybe he's trying to make up for um, the crime bill. I don't
2: know. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I know. He authored the crime bill.
0: <laughs> yes, that's, that's uh, yeah, no, that's interesting. Um, I, I started reading about the crime bill and I actually found, found out that I think during that time the Congressional Black Caucus had supported the crime bill. During that time, um, because they, I mean there was a lot of crime in certain areas, so it's funny how that worked out. Um, <clears throat> what would you say to young people, young black people who were raised to think a certain way? They were raised to think that the Democratic Party was for. The little man and the Republican Party is just a party of racism. And they were also raised to think that, you know, America is um, just um, a land of white supremacy. W- what would you tell young people like that who, who, who are growing up now and
2: starting to come of age? First, I would tell them that if you do listen to people, do your own research and see whether they're telling the truth or not. That's the first thing I would tell them. It's plenty of places you can do your research and find out the truth. Don't take anyone's word for anything. Pin your faith like the Bible saying in no man's coattail. Research, find out for yourself. Ask around, compare, and see what really went on in this nation. And never ever say that you hate your nation. Just, you, that's like a man saying carrying his own home down. You don't destroy your own home. You take your hands and destroy your own home. That's foolish what so I would tell the young generation, never say that, love the place that you are at. Try to make that place better. It's not a more free, free place on earth than the United States of America. And a lot of people that have spoken out against their home have found that out, been incarcerated in the other countries, and they see it's not a more freer place than America. So if you think America has problem, which America does have a problem like anything else, get into the, on the political side, run for these seats and try to get in office and make it better for everyone.
0: Yeah. Are there any books that you would say like had a, a strong impact on you in terms of your, your worldview and your thinking and maybe some books that you might recommend to others?
2: Well, I read a lot of books and I can't even like start to think about that. I, yeah. I read I like to read. I read those books, I researched and I was very, in how, uh, United States came together, uh, from, from day one on up, how Crystal Carmel sailed over here and the Indian was here. And it just took, I did so much. I couldn't even name a book on old this hell. I don't even remember that was, that <laughs> was, that was, that was right, when okay. I, yeah, out there, you just put in, uh, well, go to, uh, what Google manipulate two now. So I don't, I really don't hope it. You can, you'll be able to manage to find your way through gotcha and um i saw that you you have a new shirt
0: which is uh crackers crackers for trump I th- you just released
2: that correct i just released that crackers for trump to go along with niggas for trump all the uproar so the white people started asking me we want the crackers for trump i'm a cracker and i support president trump it's, re- it's hilarious but i was like what it will. i got thugs for trump shirts we Every day, somebody want me to do something. So it's so a Hispanic person on that said, Can you please do the wet back for Trump? Sure. It's amazing. And so we'll A non-ish. Oh, in New York where we live, we nigga, nigga, nigga all the time. The Hispanics, the blacks, everybody nigga, nigga, nigga. It's not a thing really in New York. And all like right. I, but mostly in the South, uh, I get called nigga from you. I walk out the street, what's up my nigga? I hear you listen to nigga rap songs all day now. All of a you're offended by my shirt because it said niggas for Trump. You're really offended because I said for Trump. The word nigga is not offending. You You hate Trump because the media told you that. So it's it's funny, man. But uh it has allowed me to bring a message to the nation. It has allowed me to be in a, a position to do rallies and register voting for the Republican Party. And I'm happy with
0: yeah, that, that's hilarious. You know, I mean, because it really is the fact that people are more offended that you, tr- you support Trump than the N-word itself, which right. is crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're looking at oh, yeah. dirt saying that, but the government is taking all your basic rights and freedom, and you're talking about a shirt that says niggas. Really? Where are your Where are, your, where are you at? What are you concerned about? For real? Let me know. Uh, so a nigger is an action, the N-I-G-G-E-R. I put niggers on now for a, to, to not call you a nigger because white people call you that. back call not us, but our ancestors and stuff back in the days. And I would say insult back in the days. But you don't just keep looking in the rearview mirror. You can't go forward looking in the rearview mirror. So I, so I can take this word and make it a non-issue. So when I put it out there, and basically where it's going, so everybody else joining, we're back for Trump, niggers for Trump. We got caverns for Trump, sir. We got all of that now. So I make it a non-issue uh when people uh say that name. And most I had white people to call me nigga. If they do, they call it in their homes or you know, and they confines wherever they at. But uh black people have been the ones all my life calling me nigga. Hey, nigga, do this, nigga do How <laughs> <So. laughs> are you getting a lot of sales from me for these shirts? I'm I'm just I curious. Yo, people requesting and requesting. So we're going to keep pushing them out. I never gave it a thought about selling them until. Or some I'm like, huh? that's not I'm not selling shirts on my site. So I set my site and start selling So You can get the uh, official shirt.
0: Wow. Now you, you definitely started a whole movement. Well, Derek, um, how can people reach you if they want to keep up with um, your organizations and, and what you have going on?
2: They can reach me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'm the Eric Gibson. Twitter is Gibson for New York State. Uh, you can catch me on all of those. You can go on my uh, NFT site and you can reach out to me. And we'll be doing rallies. Our first rally is September 23rd in Atlanta, Georgia. Niggas from Trump. Practice for Trump rally. We're going to meet up in Behoo close to where President Trump was. And we're going to have food. We're going to have a l- little entertainment. And we're gonna concentrate on registering those voters and cleaning records. Okay. Well, Derek, thanks a lot for your time. Thank you for coming on
0: the show and um best of luck with everything. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely.